What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger News number 406 here on Tuesday, October 11th, day after Columbus Day. Happy Savages Day. Yeah, you know, uh, seeing the Democrats' reaction yesterday just made me wish that we had wiped them all out. Yeah, exactly. Nonetheless, we're here with the one, the only Spencer Brown, who is from Minnesota and knows many Indians. Well. Maybe like one or two. I don't know any. I'm not from up by them. Yeah. Yeah. They got the casinos and shit, okay? So they made out okay in the yeah. deal. They do. Uh, the um, Malax Band of Ojibwa welcomes you. That's what the commercial... I remember the commercial Mystic Lake uh, <laughs> Resort and Casino and Treasure Island. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mohegan Sun. That's our East Coast Mohegan Indian Sun. boys. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's start off with the midterms. Obviously, we are less than... Uh, A month? Well, actually, today is technically four weeks, but it's only 28 days. I say seven that, so times four. No, I know, I know. Is, just what making you, a joke. Oh just making sure you guys are on your your toes. I here, can't okay? trust you to know. How I to can't multiply. do math. I had white parents. <laughs> nice. That's oh. fair. <laughs> wow. That checks out. That's what my mom said at a parent teacher conference. It time. checks out. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after the show. I'll tell you after the show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I say it all the time. I'm like, you're supposed to be good at math, yeah. but you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Don't do math. Shoot. All right. Bad Asian over here. First off. Asian. Asian. It's black Asians. I thought it was Blasians. Blasians. Yeah, yeah black Blasians. Asians. Oh, the Blasians are, are beautiful. The no, women. but he said he's a bad Asian, so that'd be just Bayesian. Yeah. You know, uh, there's this... <laughs> oh, no. There's this revolutionary guy that apparently is going viral on... Uh, I guess it's TikTok. We don't trust China. Yeah, I don't use TikTok, but I know of this guy through someone else that I like, Andrew Schultz. And he was talking about Dr. Umam. Have you heard of this guy? Umam? No. Who, and he did an interview with Charlemagne, right? Okay. And he was like, that was awesome. uh, why can't you say that, you know, the races should remain with each other? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. He's black, though, so he can say it. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> what? Wow, what a tangent. What an opening sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. Black power. The tracks. <laughs> All right. Crazy, Clayton Bixby. You know... The first uh, black white supremacist. Although I was reliably told that was Larry Elder. Uh, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. All right. Uh, you, you <laughs> Should were, we just really have it start here? At this back, yeah. back, no, no, no. We're, we're keeping all that in. Back to oh, the midterms. Boy. Back that to the midterms. That amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wrote this story. I think this was your story, Matt. The mm-hmm. issue the Democrats are focusing on proves they're still not listening to voters. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell <laughs> me? Well, of, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the economy's in recession. Things are falling apart. The Consumer Price Index report right, this right, month Don't jump terrible. the gun. Don't jump the gun. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm listing all the reasons uh, that, are, uh, that are of national urgency. And what are the Democrats really worried about now? Making sure that we, they hit abortion a hundred times over yeah. now. Yeah. They're going to dump about 20 million in ads because apparently... This is the issue that they think is going to take him over the top. Except Even it's not. It's not. <laughs> Listen to good old James Carville, who's absolutely nuts, but he's right. He's like, I don't think abortion is going to just, you know, just saying abortion, abortion, abortion ain't going to do it. Well, no. so. And you wrote about this today, Spencer, down in Georgia. Yeah. The Democrats thought they really had struck gold with the whole uh, abortion scandal with yeah. Herschel Walker. And they use scandal very loosely because, yeah. you know, that's what they think. Yeah. But. Well, um, there's, there's nothing illegal, so it's not really a scandal. Yeah, you know, you could say that it wasn't great, right? But I'm not, I'm not gonna, saying it's good. It's not going to cause me to vote for yeah, a Democrat yeah, ever. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd vote for freaking like Mussolini <laughs> if he was a Republican. Like, come on. I uh, mean, I, I mean, Mussolini uh, did some good things. Okay, anyway. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> a few, a few things. No, okay, the trains yeah. didn't even run on time. 
Sometimes Yo, they those did. black shirts were they, awesome. Listen, they oh, ran more God. on time than the Metro here in DC. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yep. One thing as somebody we'll who spent five deep. and a half years commuting more than an hour each way on the Metro oh, can't Jesus confirm. Christ. Yeah. yeah, I would have thrown myself on the tracks. Yeah. Um so I did, but the train was in, on time and they shut down the line, so nothing ever happened. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yep. <laughs> I tried many times. The train never came. This has been stand up with Spencer Marone. Yeah. Yep. Um <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, in Poland, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> yeah, we can't say all that. Yeah, back back to the Walker so, fiasco. Yeah, so down in Georgia, they thought they had this silver bullet. They were like, "Oh my gosh, we've got him cooked. His supporters yeah. are all going to go away. The Republicans are going to withdraw support. They're basically going to leave him out to dry." But obviously, that's not what happened because Emerson College with the Hill had a new poll out today or out this week that showed uh, this was the first poll basically taken after all that came to light around October second and third. This one was done uh, just at the end of last week, and it showed that it's still a t- statistical dead heat. Uh, Herschel Walker is down two points to Raphael Warnock, the incumbent Democrat, but the margin of error is three, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it again a statistical wow. dead heat. There's four percent at this point saying they're undecided. So you put that in there and. It, Literally is anyone's race, but that means it's also not going to be decided in four weeks. It's going to be decided in a runoff that happens the next month. Very likely. Um, But the poll also, they surveyed, you know, like, what is the main issue for these likely general election voters in Georgia? And abortion, I think, was, like, number four with a fraction of what the main concern was, which was the economy. And that was 40%. And the biggest concern among that 40%, again, is inflation, because of course it is. Uh, and Democrats, no matter how hard they try, Joe Biden tweets about it from the White House and whatever, abortion is not the motivating factor in this. And they should have known that by now because going back all the way to after the leak of the Dobbs decision that showed Roe might be overturned, CNN ended a poll, and it showed again, even at that point before the decision had come out, that it wasn't a motivating factor for voters. Yeah. But Democrats, because they obviously can't run on the economy, they can't run on crime, no. they can't even run on national security because the border is a disaster. Uh, so the yeah. only thing that they have to run on is like your rights are being yeah. taken away but Americans don't care about that because they can't even pay their bills at the end of the month Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's something yeah. we're seeing play out I think in general yeah. a lot of these races across the country is it's the economy stupid Yeah, and that story also needs the, the Democrat running to kind of like blow it up and kind of weaponize it against the Republican candidate but he's not going to do that because that brings in a, into a character yes. debate and Raphael Warnock as we've noted yes. is not a saint at all no. by any stretch of the imagination he is a reverend but yes, he's not a saint he's a reverend part of a church that acts like a slumlord yeah but um, that story is also nuts to me yeah yeah because like he makes being a reverend out to be like a major yeah. part of his personality and like his qualification is yeah. like i care for my flock yeah no you don't i'm here what I'm, is the story the story he he's he's a part of town hall yeah it's <laughs> up on the site <laughs> do you gets, even go here <laughs> do I go here as yeah. a senior pastor of this church who he gets paid almost eight thousand a month in living expenses really the church owns an apartment complex as a, as a senator yeah Really? So the <laughs> this church, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the church owns this apartment complex. They were kicking the pores out over missed rent. Sometimes as as little as thirty bucks, you know, do. They were kicking people out. They, as somebody who <laughs> during COVID, actually, too, went through seventeen years of private Christian education, yeah. kindergarten through college. Uh, that's not in the Bible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure kicking kicking the widows and the poor yeah. out over thirty dollars. Yeah. One poor woman was rent. like, "They treated me like shit. I was only twenty eight seventy seven short, and it was even two weeks, and they kicked me out. They, they they evicted me." So. For a man who says I stand with ordinary Georgians and I will be your your the the, the working class fighter in D.C. for you Peach State people, uh, not the case. So 
he, he tried to avoid the Walker stuff for obvious reasons regarding yep. the child custody battle and his wife and, and that and the divorce and all that messy stuff plus some alleged stuff at the uh, camp. But uh, now, now there is a character to be because the, yeah. the pastor is kicking out the pores. And it's one that Raphael Warnock cannot have. Yeah. Uh, but their debate uh, is on Friday. Yeah. And so it'll be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, because obviously there's been a lot made about Herschel Walker's speaking abilities, which also is a debate that ended once John yeah. Fetterman returned to the campaign yeah. trail. And yep. you can't really talk about anybody yeah. else's That's ability true. to deliver public speech. But that yeah. debate will be interesting because if, be. if that issue comes up and Herschel Walker does not hit back at something with some of that stuff, yeah. that will be bad. Who is uh, moderating the debate? Do you know that one in Georgia? I don't know. God, if it's AJC, it's going to be live as hell. He just can't trip up too badly. Even Walker's campaign has been kind of like downplaying, you know, lowering expectations for him in this debate. Right. Yeah, well, they were pretty low to begin with, but then the abortion stuff came out, so we'll see what happens. I mean, you know... Anytime there is a liberal moderating a debate, which is basically every single debate ever, yeah, it's true. you know how it goes for us. Remember Candy Crowley back oh, in yeah. the day? You know. And they brought um, up Newt Gingrich's uh, open marriage nonsense in 2016. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that, hey, listen, his response won him South Carolina. So. Um, <laughs> but the so that brings us to the next segment, which is about debates, because yeah. we've had some very interesting debates happen here, even though many Democrats don't want to debate no. Republicans. I mean, no. most of them don't. It's like, at this point, a fraction that actually agree to it. Yeah, for sure. But my section title here is The GOP Master Debaters. Because... <laughs> you di- Did you come up with that? Yeah. Yeah. Proud of yourself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am very proud of myself. Uh, Jonathan liked it. Um, well, okay, <laughs> that's not a good judge. <laughs> You got him. Uh, Might as well have a beanie baby say thank <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We got two clips here. Okay. Two clips. Uh, first, Arizona, Blake Masters. Uh, Mark Kelly did agree to debate Blake Masters, which wow. is surprising. Even though Carrie Lake will not, de- or Carrie Lake will debate Hobbs, but Hobbs will not debate her. Correct. Yeah. Um, so. Blake Masters on Mark Kelly claiming he cares about the border crisis. Roll that clip, Mr. Producer. I've been focused on the border since day one on this job. I'm down there all the time. I was on the phone this week just, you know, with Mayor Nichols of Yuma, Sheriff Daniels of Cochise County, talking about what more we need for Border Patrol and immigration. That, my friends, is called invasion. We're we're, we're working to raise Border Patrol pay by 18 percent. I've got legislation to do that. I've been focused on the border since day one. Okay. I, you know, we have no great effects because we have a wide open southern border. So if that's the best you it, can do, I respectfully request you resign. Been, and let's get someone in the seat who will actually secure our border. Oh, That's some good stuff. That's yeah. great stuff. That's oh, spicy. my God. I mean, Democrats trying to pretend at this point that they've done anything about the border when it has gotten worse month after month after month is like, oh, if this is some like, it's one thing to say, I don't think there's a crisis, but to yeah. say I've been working on it and it's gotten worse, then that is yeah like, okay, good. That's exactly <laughs> the reason why people should vote you out because you haven't done anything to actually well, yeah. secure the border. So I think that's why you're really seeing, you know, we've been talking about this now for, I guess, a couple months where they don't want to debate Republicans. Mm-hmm. And it's because how can you defend what the Democrats have done, especially if you're an incumbent? Oh, yes. Yeah. If you voted yeah. on this stuff, yeah. and if you've voted for any of Joe Biden's, I mean, it took him a long time to get his, like, legislative agenda off the ground because the squad was 
mucking things up in the House, mm-hmm. especially. But if you voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, or uh, I mean, all of these inflation triggering tax and spend bills, like you have to own that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, there's that, right? And then there's also if you are not an incumbent. How can you argue that you want to extend these policies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's just such a losing position to be in. And I think that, yeah. you know, that's why from day one, they basically didn't want to be. Yeah. Especially when you have someone like in Arizona, like Carrie Lake, mm. who could just go up there and just knife you to death a thousand different ways. Yeah. Well, Democrats are scared of Carrie Lake and they're already admitting that they're scared, which tells you everything you need to know. That yeah. She is on the right point And yep. there was... There's an interesting profile this week basically saying that she does the sort of the MAGA thing better than anybody else, maybe even Donald Trump. Yes. Uh, and then on this week's episode of The Circus, which is liberal trash, but it's entertaining to watch them kind <laughs> of just foam at the mouth over how Republicans are doing, uh, they went down and visited uh, sort of her campaign and followed them around a little bit. And they basically said, like, she's really good at this. Yeah. And Democrats not debating somebody like her makes us look scared weak and, like, we know we're going to lose. Yeah. Yep, and she—I mean, she's crushing it because yeah. nobody has asked her a question that she's gotten stumped on. Mm-hmm. She twists it around. She never gives anybody the soundbite that they're looking to get from yeah. a biased perspective, and instead just turns it into attack on the mainstream media and Democrats. Yeah, and yeah. she's somebody that I think I wrote this in a piece a couple weeks ago, but like more Republicans need to learn from that, take that as basically yep. a masterclass in. You're never going to have friends in the mainstream media. Never. But you can't totally shut them out because they're going to hound you. Yeah. And if you don't talk to them, then they're going to be like, oh, they're scared, which is yeah. exactly, ironically, mm-hmm. what Democrats yeah. are doing now by refusing to debate. But you have to face them. But you can face them, take them down, turn it around, and end up literally scaring yeah. them, as we see, which is happening now with Carrie Lake. Which I think yeah. is something that Ron DeSantis is really good at. Yes. 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 He's like, good at that, He's too. really good at they're just both taking good, the mainstream media and just yeah. destroying them. Yeah. And now she's going to get a 30-minute interview with the uh, local PBS affiliate down yep. there. So Katie Hobbs has no no recourse in terms of changing the narrative. She runs like a scare wombat, as you said. What doesn't debate? <laughs> she said she's too busy. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking and you know about? What? She's try- too busy trying to yeah. kill school they're choice tr- in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to make Carrie Lake seem, you know, they're trying to paint her as nuts. But the problem is she's been on television for over 20 years. She has been in the homes of Arizonans for over 20 years. They know her. And they're she's familiar with her. She's been in their homes? Like in uh, television, oh, I know. Yeah. Just fucking with you. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. I mean, now she is yeah. technically, but um, you know, it's like, yeah, you know what? She's nuts. I, I don't know. I, I, I know her. I've right. known her since she'd been in that. Yeah. and they got so, the news from her for so yeah. long, and so that there's that trust yeah. there. That yeah, Katie Hobbs doesn't because she's yeah. basically a faceless bureaucrat which has to been, most voters. Yeah, which has been you know added because you know when she when she quit Fox Ten. Because you know, people know how journalism is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, she left her job. She quit yeah. on air. Takes guts. Mm-hmm. That's guts. I kind of like that. I like this yeah. this woman. A very well, she, sort of weird... <laughs> sorry, I caught myself there. Yeah, but, <laughs> buffering. Uh, yeah. The weirdest thing is in my previous position, we had an event at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. And so my job as spokesman, I was doing PR and whatever yeah. for this event. And so I actually worked with her in her capacity as a journalist and mine as a spokesman to like yeah. get coverage of our event or whatever. And it's just very funny because it was like she was even then while she was still at the affiliate in Phoenix, she was like the one reporter who actually looked critically at what the university was saying mm-hmm. instead of just taking that as like, well, the university administrator said this. She actually yeah. was like, they claim this, but here's what they said. Here's the emails that, you know, the opposing group had and was like the probably the fairest reporter I worked with in that whole situation. And it's like, well, that's why I think 
Arizona's trust her. Yeah. Because they knew that she wasn't just feeding them a company line. For sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. She's well, she's a mess. And I think Democrats are, the reason they're acknowledging that she's really good is they're trying to warn people that she's, the, running for governor is not going to be the last thing that happens. Well, there's like, essentially, it could be Senate, it could be president, who, vice president, who knows what it could be. She's essentially trying to fend off the Trump aspect. Right. Because she's got the same, like, you know, him and the apprentice, businessman, the whole deal, like... When you're a well-known quantity like that, mm-hmm. and they've they've helped us into making her that well-known quantity yes. because they're attacking her so much. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was. But the then whole, they flip like, it around and body slam them, and it's yeah. like, how'd right. that go? Not well. <laughs> right. Are you with CNN Plus? Oh, you're not. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't do interviews with yeah, fake news. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my God! Put yeah. her in a body bag. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> I we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a review of the country midterm wise in a second. Oh, Just want to get this other clip in from the debate before we close our debate segment here. Uh, J D Vance, out in Ohio. Some people say that was gonna be a close race. I say they might be retarded. Here we are, uh-uh. J.D. Vance, on that abortion story and the illegal alien rapist. Look, I've always believed in reasonable exceptions. This is a misrepresentation of my view. But let, let, let's hear it from me, not from Congressman Ryan. Uh, I, I absolutely think the 10-year-old girl, the case that we've, of course, heard a lot about, an incredibly tragic situation. I mean, look, I've got a 9-year-old baby girl at home. I cannot imagine what's that, what that's like for the girl, for her family, God forbid something that, like that would happen. I have said repeatedly on the record that I think that that girl should be able to get an abortion if she and her family so choose to do so. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congressman Ryan, they talk about this all the time, the thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have. Yeah, so yet again, yeah. the, the, the Democrat just cool. walks into a buzzsaw. Yeah. And, and Tim Ryan got absolutely yeah. demolished the other J.D. night. J.D. Vance was scraping his remains. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm pretty sure yeah. that that's going to be a at least five-point-plus race, yeah. if not higher. And like, um, yeah, and like you said, like when they try to like run away from the National Party, like Ryan is trying to do, you know, trying to say, you know, Joe Biden shouldn't run in 2024, it just looks grossly inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets stuck because there's nowhere to pivot to. Well, and the Democrats spin last night on Twitter during the debate oh, yeah. was just like, tell me your candidate is losing without telling me your candidate is losing. <laughs> that I was, was like, this is some desperate, like, when all of your spin is, like, there were no clips that they were tweeting with their no. spin. Like, no, he no. didn't say that. That's not what he did. You're saying yeah. that he did that, hoping nobody yeah. actually watched the debate. Take a drink every time they say, he's the real deal. <laughs> <Yeah. Lance Emerson." laughs> yep. What else do we got here? Okay, so in the, the biggest debate, I guess, that we've all been looking forward to. That is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oz, Fetterman. Okay. Well, Fetterman's got to make it to the debate. Maybe. 50 50. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's... But October 25th, so I guess two weeks from tonight, well after early voting has begun, because, you know. It started like gonna... weeks ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, because apparently people need eight weeks to fucking vote nowadays. They're very busy people. <laughs> yeah. Still workers. Most of the Democrats, you mean, are people who are just living off the government, but, you know, besides the point. Sure. Because the Eagles are better than 
the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> um, him and his uh, Siamese twin that he has on his neck. Maybe he can call up Ben Carson. Um, <laughs> I mean, gifted I mean, I mean, probably it, it might be a dead fetus. Oh. It was it the the twin that he ate? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of like Maybe. that South Park episode where the uh. dead fetus is hanging off the face. No. Of the <laughs> the real question Can you pass me the fetus? <laughs> was grain stored in the pyramids? <laughs> pyramids used to store grain. Um. So yeah, that's gonna be a great, 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 great debate. I'm really looking forward to it's that. It's gonna be such a mess though, because as we saw today from that interview we did with who was it MSNBC yeah. when they like that was the first time I'd seen him use the closed captioning thing because the man cannot do auditory processing which yeah. again calls into question how he will Senate yeah how he will be a US Senate Senate for yeah. six years like how do yeah. you when you need somebody to come around and like transcribe what's happening around yeah. you I, I don't I don't Pick know the someone could just gonna but, have like a big you know those big things that they flip over the yeah. sheets yeah. of paper yeah. they're but just like, gonna sharpie the whole time is that how that's gonna work this like, bill as we good saw, this bill bad like this liberal reporter was like yeah he did not understand my question and seemed confused the whole time even though yeah. he was reading what she was asking and that so, was like, MSNBC and there's no room for confusion there yeah. unless and yeah. like you could hear her asking the question oh. it made perfect sense so like looking at just that thinking of like, he's going to be lucky if he gets, like, through three answers in this whole debate, I think. Ooh. Unless they mm-hmm. extend the time like Oz is trying to do. Well, we will see what happens. Uh, I don't think they're going to extend the time. I think that maybe they look for a way out at the end, but I think that'll make them look <laughs> even weaker yeah. by doing that at this point. That's true. Um, given that they have agreed to it, in theory. But we'll see what happens there. Um, the Democrats... I think are essentially, you know, publicly they're saying otherwise, but behind the scenes where they're putting the money and the manpower, they're conceding that the House is essentially lost. Well, don't tell Nancy Pelosi that because she said they're going to expand the majority by winning more seats. I'd love to see that, Nancy. I don't think that's going to happen. She's like, we will hold the House, and then she said we will do it, quote, by winning more seats. She thinks Democrats are going to pick up. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's just well, not She also being, said that in 2010 what? and 2014. So. That's just not being shown, though, in where they're putting the resources because... Or where they're cutting their resources. Right, they've taken everything out yes. of basically the toss-up races. And not... E- yes, but even, like, other just key... Re- like, so I wrote two stories on this this mm-hmm. week. I should have yeah. looked at the document. I don't know what we're talking about. I wrote two this stories about story, this this yeah. week. Okay, yeah. so the DCCC, uh, the, like, DNC-affiliated arm responsible for electing Democrats to the House of Representatives... And uh, the House Majority PAC, which is another Democrat-affiliated super PAC that funds Democrats, have both announced in the last five days that they are pulling their money out of most of the toss-up districts plus other ones where they were either trying to flip it to a Democrat or just trying to save a Democrat. So like, if you don't have at least a 60% chance of winning, it seems like Democrats are pulling all their money out. And it's races in California. It's even for open seats where there's not an incumbent. So theoretically, they would have less of a burden to overcome with their money and they're just freaking out and saying like we can't get everywhere we need to go we're out of money yep and democrats are not happy about that because if you remember back during the special or after the special election in texas uh texas 34th congressional district that myra flores won and flipped red for the first time in like almost a century the democrat candidate in that race just eviscerated the DCCC and was like they left us high and dry they don't care they don't realize that we're losing hispanic voters and Nobody listened to him, clearly, which, like, he was the warning bell being like, hey, guys, we're going to lose a ton, and nobody listened to him, and now they're pulling even more support. And Republicans, meanwhile, are lapping them, you yep. know, funding, 
And then the D-trip is like, well, they have these big corporate donors. And I'm like, then why is Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and all these Democrats flying to Hollywood every week yeah. to do fundraisers with these multimillionaires? Yeah. Like, no, you don't lack the money. Yeah. You just, nobody's excited and nobody wants to help you because you guys are losers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and they're now basically having to pull back and retreat and put their defenses up in major Biden plus districts mm-hmm. and which so, is a major victory for Republicans who oh, expanded sure. the map yeah. so much into places where they didn't think they would need it. And not just in the house races, but you look at like Oregon governor, Washington Senate, like there are places that should not be competitive that Republicans are like, Oh yeah, we got a chance. Let's well, go spend money. And Democrats have no money to spend. So I was looking today at supposedly what is the Democrats best case scenario. And that was like, a majority of one seat. That's the absolute <laughs> top best case scenario. How did they cook possible. the books to get a one seat majority? Yeah, I don't that understand. That doesn't even that. make sense. But then voter fraud. If you look yeah. at the if you look at the Republicans best case scenario, it's like a fifty seat majority. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. All right. So I think we're gonna net somewhere around forty, which would put us at what, a thirty seat majority or at about there, thirty to thirty five. Yeah. We'll wish, see what happens. Wish it was veto proof. I think there's gonna be well yeah, yeah. but you wouldn't get that in the Senate regardless. It doesn't yeah, really matter. I know. Um I think that there's gonna be a lot that happens over the next few weeks that is gonna keep the red wave growing. Um yeah. I don't really see it dissipating at this point. Momentum is on our side. Um the real question at this point is not the House, but it is the Senate. Which brings me to my favorite part of the whole show. We're going to review the Senate map from west to east. Matt oh loves gosh. to jump ahead, but here we are. Oh, don't oh, you dare. Whoa. <laughs> Hold your horses. That's not true. That's uh, a lie. He I told said west to east or east to west? Or weast? Weast. 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 Yeah, weast infection. I thought you said Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> my God. Uh, um, I'm going home. Well, too oh, I can't. <laughs> you tried? I tried, yeah. Hostage. Oh, interesting. Trafalgar has a Republican... Uh, didn't uh, do you like? Okay, <laughs> John Fetterman, what's going <laughs> there, on? Here? Listen, it's been a Steel long week. Steel workers. It's, been a long week it's Tuesday. Tuesday, bro. I know. Oh, jeez. Uh, they're they're <laughs> demoted. Best, best, they're demoted here. We is need to give him as much chance to catch his breath. All right, all right. All right. So <laughs> what did what did Trufflegur do? <laughs> they now they have an R next to their name, so they're being uh, I don't know, demoted. Demarked, demurred, I don't fucking know. What, demurred? Something. They're doing something. What are you looking at? It's real queer politics. <laughs> they never had that before. They're like What's deprioritizing the them. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck the Scroll asterisk down, is. Scroll down, find the asterisk. There is no There's, asterisk. Well, not that far. Just the... Tom <laughs> Bevan, what is this? What does it mean? It doesn't It doesn't say. What? All right, so we're going to look at the map. Okay, look at the map. That's all we need to do. Okay, the Dora the Explorer. Okay. Ref- refresh the page. Get the map ready. Uh, get the map ready. <laughs> Uh, I can't okay. even see the map. For the listeners at home, I'm on the other side of a desk and I can't see anything. The map, in terms of the map, is not visible to you. Um, it's fine. Nevada. Geog- geography. I think we're going to win. You're blocking the audio. Unbelievable. I think we're going to win that one. I think the Latinos yeah. are going to stay. Which one? Waxalt, Nevada. Oh, yeah, we got yeah. Waxalt. I think he's like the only Republican challenging who's a Democrat who's in the lead and significantly. Yeah. And Nevada specifically, the, the Hispanic vote is what has Democrats terrified yes. because they're looking at the writing on the wall. That's I think I talked about this the last episode I was on, but it's very interesting to see where the Hispanic vote shift happens the most and the least overall because mm-hmm. they always talk about like it's been seen in the special elections down in Texas, Rio Grande Valley, along the border. But does that shift also go to places that aren't on the border. Yeah, we'll see. it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, 
So let's put that, mark that guy red. Why did they take out the no toss-ups map? Oh my gosh. Huh. They don't want, uh, they don't want that shit happening, huh? Great show, bro. So let's mark Uh, that guy red. Red? Yep. Uh, Arizona. I think that, let's see how that debate plays out in 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 the future surveys. I am willing to go because out on a limb and I say that we are going to take that seat yeah. just barely on Mr. the coattails Kelly was paralyzed of Kerry Lake. Lake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Kerry Lake does help the whole GOP ticket in the state. So. For sure. I don't know why Wisconsin's in toss-up. Totally disagree with That's that. Red. That's red. Definitely yeah. red. That's yeah. very Ron red. Um, Colorado, we're not going to take. Washington was looking doable a little bit, has widened back out again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting, though, to see where that kind of lands. I at. think that's something that could shift back our way depending on what the economy does after this week we've got inflation yeah. numbers and what happens just in general with Oof. biden's handling of we've things. still got our whole economy is totally shit segment together oh, so yeah yeah um save it for that yeah so it's really going to come down to as anticipated georgia pennsylvania mm-hmm. those are the keys right new hampshire they have as a toss-up that's blue. i disagree that's, yeah, it's, I gonna think, go yeah, it's gonna go blue uh North republicans Carolina, in the interest of fairness as we've talked about democrats pulling money out of everywhere republicans yeah, we're, have we're pulled out, money yeah. from new hampshire so if that little piece of shit governor had run we would have taken that seat, but, yeah, he'll save that for another day yeah. um north carolina they also have toss-up i think that that's leaning republican yeah um that's definitely gonna go red in my opinion um Pen- so yeah georgia pennsylvania yep well georgia's gonna go to a runoff what about alaska Alaska is marked red. Yeah, it's marked red. You sure? Yeah, it's all red. I know. What about ranked choice voting? Like, what happened with Sarah Palin? If that happens, that could be fucked. Um, Also, do we really count it red if it's Lisa again? Yeah, well, it counts for the vote for a majority leader. I don't know. um, What I will point out... Watch her win and then caucus with Democrats just to really... What I will point out is that if we take Nevada and Arizona, Mm -hmm. it makes Pennsylvania and Georgia moot point. Uh, But... Which would be grand. Yeah, that would be Do not have to care... Yeah. Um, but, you know, in interest of reviewing, then we've talked about Georgia. It's a close race. Gonna be Obviously, a it's a month, o- a month away. Yeah. We, I think we all agree it's going to go to a runoff. Yeah. Much. You think it'll runoff that we win, depending on what happens? I mean, I think we have a chance. I think it depends on who campaigns in the state between the general and the runoff. What, you think if Trump goes, it's bad? I'm worried. Look at what happened last time with the runoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, Yeah makes me nervous people don't i think it's a different set of circumstances because he wouldn't have been on the ballot himself but i don't know yeah, i'm sure your concerns it's hard to make the argument that trump isn't on the ballot even in the midterms this year yeah for because sure. people's sure. it's generally understood that how the midterms go determines when and whether well he also announces. i really think that now he it could have it could change his timing on his announcement mm-hmm. if the balance of the senate is up yep right and comes down to georgia again Again, uh, here we are two years fucking later, yet again. Yet again, um, Georgia on our minds. I think that he's basically planning to announce after yeah. the midterms, right? Yeah. Maybe even that week, depending on what happens. After my belief is he was planning to announce before, but he was talked out of it. Yes, 100% agree. So if it goes to a runoff where the control is going to be decided, I think he'll postpone. Mm-hmm. And he'll wait until right after the runoff, and then boom, best Christmas gift, Trump 2024, Make America great again, again, again. 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 Yeah. Maga. Is that just... Maga. <laughs> Isn't that just MAGA cubed? We could go with that. But we didn't use MAGA last time, right? Because it was supposed to be CAG, but then the Chinese <laughs> dropped their viral load on all of us, and we got fucked over not by us. that. We nev- not us. That's true, 
We have not yet. We didn't trust China, and we survived. That's true. But I will say, we used CAG last time. You certainly it, can't use CAG this time. It didn't catch on. CAG didn't work. It's bad juju MAGA now. was the best campaign slogan yeah. ever, even though it was still a ripoff yeah. of well, like Reagan. Yeah, I mean, but Reagan yeah. was great, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Bill Clinton used it as well. So, yeah, Georgia is going to run off. Pennsylvania. Republican. Pennsylvania. Mem- you think it's going on? Oz Mem- is going to win. I think it's going Oz, too. I mean, Oz is going to win. If you asked me two months ago, I would have said no way. Oh, my but, God. The beginning of this, oh. it was a dumpster Oz fire. Oz is running great nothing. retail politics right now. Yeah. Now His campaign has gotten attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took him a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, it took him a really long time. And he found the issue to, to chip yep. away at, at Fetterman's lead, the you know rising crime. Also, Fetterman... Also, looking, Fetterman keeps making mistakes. Looking yeah. like looking like a like a vegetable out there. The more Fetterman is, like is a pushed vegetable into... on a crudité train. Yes. Well, yeah, the more Fetterman is pushed into the public eye, the worse it gets for him. And he's only going to have to do more public events in these final four weeks because... You've got to get out and literally shake as many hands and kiss as many babies yeah. as you can. I would not if I had a baby. I mean, let he, him near it. He can't even say Joe Biden's. He calls him Joe Bin now. <laughs> I saw that. He calls yeah. him Joe Bin. Well, and you What's saw up with Joe Bin. Did you see that he compared Oz to Hitler? Because yeah. Because Oz did an event at a World War II museum yeah, it's and the, it, the guy's car had, was yeah, in the background. He, he, it's, it's a like, collector. It's who a has, World War II museum. Yeah, it's yeah. a World War II museum, man. Yeah. Like. <laughs> If you went and watched like Band of, if you like watched Band of Brothers, are you yeah. now a Nazi sympathizer? Because <laughs> so ridiculous, mm-hmm. so ridiculous. But yeah, I the interesting part that our little uh, across the map did not include was the potential of October surprises. And theoretically, we had the one in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't suspect that will be the last one in Georgia for this month. Yeah, agree. Uh, and. We also don't have Arizona. We don't have Nevada. I don't think yeah. Nevada matters. October, like, he was yeah. the former attorney general. I think uh, Laxalt yeah. is squeaky clean. But there are a lot of, like, it always seems to catch people by surprise. A lot of and Easter I don't eggs know out why. there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, yeah. like, a lot of stuff. There's also these campaigns that have been running for months have been sitting on oppo that they haven't released yet, that they're yeah. just waiting. Yeah. And so there's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a mad, like, it's going to be Mad Max to the midterms. Yeah, it probably will be. Episode yeah. title. Mad Max to the midterms. I don't know. Is that trademarked or copyrighted? We'll find out. Um, <laughs> legal Spell numbers. it with two X's. Yeah. TJ Maxx. What is this? A porn name? Max. <laughs> yeah. No, two, not three. Max. Not three. <laughs> oh, the hardcore action. Oh, no. oh, oh Who uh, said that? Storm. Disgusting. That, that got taken this out. Is a, this is a G-rated podcast. Oh, yeah, okay. It's okay. terrible. Everybody who listens knows oh, that you're my the bad God. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah everybody I read my Bible influence. every Every night. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. And by mm-hmm. Bible, I mean... No, don't, don't say it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to move on into the Our Economy is Fucked segment. It is. Uh, the, we're just going to run into this real quick and then have a little discussion. We're running short on time. Market <laughs> continues to crash. Gas prices skyrocketing. Energy costs doubling and tripling. We're going to have shortages this winter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll circle back, but the jobs report from Friday was not good. Mm-mm. New York Fed largest decline in household spending in the history of the survey. Fantastic. In the history of the survey. Oh, wow. Highest revolving debt in history. Yep. We have the lowest amount of savings in history. Uh, the real estate bubble is, is, is popping pretty significantly. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Derivatives and bond markets falling around the world. Pensions are starting to crash and turn into total unfunded liabilities, which could in turn uh, really, really 
like honestly caused 2008 levels of devastation in the financial markets. Oh my. Janet Yellen today says she sees no problems. So that tells you that we're really, <laughs> we truly are in fucked. really big trouble if she's saying, I see no issues. People's 401ks are down on average 30 to 40%. CNN says, quote, don't worry, there's still hope for the stock market. Um, and now we circle all the way back to a month ago where I remember that railroad strike that Joe uh, Biden said he yeah, averted yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's, union deal voted down. It's yeah. back. Yeah, so, it's back. Yeah, a so, lot of these were your stories because yeah. you're kind of the uh, economist here at Town Hall. Uh, <laughs> Don't so, know why that decision happened. You tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like last, what was it? September fifteenth was the deadline uh, for the rail unions. Twelve of them, the biggest in the country, basically representing like over one hundred and thirty some thousand rail workers, uh, were in a labor dispute with the railroad companies. And Joe Biden spent months negotiating himself personally, plus Pete Buttigieg and I think the agriculture secretary and somebody else. Tom Vilsack was in on that, I'm pretty sure. And within 24 hours of the deadline, when there would have been this massive strike, which nobody thought was going to be averted because Amtrak canceled its long haul routes uh, before that. Some uh, like grain and uh, agriculture shippers canceled their trains. So nobody thought it was going to be averted. Then at the last minute, they apparently reached this tentative agreement Back Which in was September, really tentative. Very tentative, <laughs> right. But it was enough that they averted everybody walking off the job on September 15th and the 16th. And Joe Biden did this whole event talking about like how this is why unions are great and the economy is booming and prices are coming down and all of his normal lies. And it turns out that when one of the unions, the third largest actually in the country, held their vote uh, on Monday on this tentative deal to make it a permanent deal, they voted it down. And yeah. if you remember from the first time we did this whole song and dance nonsense... Uh, the deal among these rail unions is if one union does not agree, then all of them refuse to accept it. And so what's interesting and notable this time around is this third largest union agreed that they would stay on the job until after the midterms uh, in order to give Congress, supposedly to give Congress enough time to come up with a solution. Oh. But obviously all that does is save Democrats. So again, unless there was any confusion about who unions support, it's obviously the Democrats. Because <laughs> if they had rejected this deal and then said, like, by next Friday... We're going to go on strike if this isn't fixed. That would have been devastating. I mean, it would have been. You had a great story on this the first time around. Was on how much economic ruin this would cause. Oh my god! If you have all the rail workers walk off the job, especially now because it's harvest time for a host of farmers. That means critical supplies cannot be get cannot be um, you know delivered to them. Right. They've got to get the crops off the farm and into the market, and then at the same time, right after you harvest, you have to start fertilizing for next spring's planting before it snows and the ground freezes. But hey, how they going to get that fertilizer? Yeah. Yeah, basically we're screwed. Yeah, but <laughs> and not, we, and but not until yeah. like November fourteenth or something. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say that it came back into the news cycle today, right? It'll get covered in the usual spots here in the conservative media sphere. Mm-hmm. But as we get closer to that date, right, November fourteenth, that's only six days after the election. Yeah. So if the election were like on November second, I'd say maybe they can avoid having it be talked about at all. But if oh. it is looming by that point, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, gas yeah. prices will continue to have skyrocketed, yeah. and people will start feeling the pain of the energy crisis and yeah. the natural gas hikes that people are seeing on the average of 20 to 30, even 40% or higher. And that doesn't even take into account surge pricing that could come into effect if shortages happen right. as a domino effect from the European energy crisis. And demand is already starting to tick up, but mm-hmm. it goes up way faster from the second half of October through November and December because that's when all of a sudden, yep. back in Minnesota, you have to be heating your house all the time. Well, they're already talking about snow up there, and it looks like it's going to be a long, hard, cold winter. 
So uh, it's you know yeah yeah it's already it's already snowed up in northern Minnesota where my family goes hunting. Yeah, so and that's really early. Apparently, the snowpack up in the far northern, you know, crazy Canadian Arctic places that I don't even know what the hell they're called, but they're there. Uh, the snowpack is at record levels for this time of year. So what about global warming? I thought they were all melting. And it's been really cold actually compared to normal, even here on the east coast. I was told the temperatures um, were rising. We we got our first frost this morning, which typically We got in, a frost this morning? Yeah, and typically oh, northern no. Virginia doesn't occur until closer to Halloween. My plants so we're, were outside. Well, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, but it's well, not, I, not at a least freeze. all the oak mice. Just are a dead. frost, not okay. a freeze. Oh. So you got a little time. Oak mites uh, are dead though, so that's good. That's true. I gotta go Fuck save those, those oak things. mites. Um, so yeah, it's going to, it's going to be tough, you know, it's not going to be good. Um, and a lot of people are already hurting and it's only going to get worse. And you wrote, you wrote about the jobs numbers, which are not good. Not good. No, it was, oh my gosh. Yeah. Nobody, this is something as I, as you mentioned, as the economist here at town, I cover all the inflation reports, all of the jobs reports. And I've been saying in at least the last eight or nine months of jobs reports that the labor force participation is very problematic and is continuing to move in the wrong direction. Nobody in the mainstream media talks about that. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, look at this. Unemployment is so low and we've added all these jobs, blah, blah, blah. But the difference is, one, we're double counting jobs for people who had to get a second job to cope with inflation or other things. But the labor force participation rate dropping is why the unemployment rate is going down (laughs) because there are fewer people that are counted as unemployed if there are more people leaving the market. And in September, there were 57,000 people who just walked off the job market, which is insane and should not be happening because inflation is through the roof. People's 401ks are collapsing. People should not be leaving the job market, but they are literally just walking away to the tune of 57,000 in one month. And Joe Biden still is acting and claiming that this is the best recovery in history, yeah, build back better, yeah, yeah. all this absolute nonsense. Well, so, and we, we talked about before the record number of job openings being pulled off the markets. Mm. Now we're seeing it turn to big numbers of layoffs behind the scenes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you mentioned the market sold off on Friday hard after these job numbers came out because the real people that make these markets don't look at just the top line number. They mm-hmm. dig into those deeper numbers. And there's even deeper numbers past that that show our labor market is a rotting corpse it's in bad. this country. It's bad. Um, from, like you said, people leaving the workforce, it, prime working age labor participation rate is the worst it's been since I think before World War II. Mm-hmm. Maybe even maybe even worse than that earlier. Yeah. Um, real wage growth is getting crushed by inflation. Well, there's no real wage growth anymore. It's right, right, down right. like yeah, it's, it's shrinkage. Yeah, negative. It's shrinkage. Shrinkage. Like in the pool. Like in the um, <laughs> I was in the pool. A very cold pool. It's <laughs> like in Seinfeld, George yeah. Costanza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are they aware with the concept of shrinkage? <laughs> um, okay, so, but sidebar. What the fuck is Biden thinking going out there trotting around in a victory lap when the reality is completely different. Like it's, he also last week for the third time at least in the last month has done one of these parties at the White House heralding the Reduction yeah. Act and is whatever as it's always in the afternoon on a Friday yep. when the markets are absolutely tanking and yeah. down like two, three, four percent. Let them eat cake. It, it really is. It is. At least well, one of them was his party with Elton John where they were yeah. like, celebrate the healing power of music. And yeah. I'm like, music is not going to save 
everyone's 401k. Well, and then he also said, thanks, Elton, for AIDS. That, that yeah, was, he did. Which is pretty much a quote. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, so, you know, that's pretty much... Uh, people are getting mad at Nancy Reagan. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, that's just one of those things. It's like, could be totally avoided from the optic standpoint, which, I mean, I love that he does it because it makes him look worse. But he has and, the mainstream media to cover for him, right, so he only right. looks bad to those who know the truth. Well, I think there's a lot of people that are waking up right now to the fact that they're broke. And that Joe Biden is responsible for it this. It does tend to shake people out of, like, partisan bubbles, I think. Yes. Because you're like, wait, why is my 401k down yeah. 40%? Right. Why, why do I not have any money? And the scary thing about the rising energy costs, when everybody already has record low savings, record high revolving uh, debt, all these things, is they have to make the decision then between basically having food on their table or having a house that's warm enough to survive in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so people in northern states, especially people on fixed incomes elderly retired people yes, the fixed families yeah. stuff like that like this is very dangerous yeah a 30 like a 30 percent increase in electrical costs yeah kills yeah. those people yes they dropped another abortion story on herschel walker by the way while we were on here oh same well, thing as before oh you know, really just oh, another he, he paid for it uh, he refused to pay for one that he wanted apparently I, okay well whatever. so you know, whatever i think this is pretty ridiculous i mean it's but. not a scandal i mean really what the I mean, what doesn't make sense is trying another one of those when the first one didn't take. Yeah. Well, they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. You know? it's, like, it's the Christine Blasey Ford paper. Are yeah, they going to yeah, tell yeah, us yeah, that yeah. he was actually Kermit Gosnell? Because unless that's the case, yeah. like, they're not, this is it's not, not going to upset the Or race. unless the girlfriend was like 13. But that's right. not, you know, that's not he real. He was running gang rapes. What? In Wait. high school. Oh, come on, cat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he was roofing like, people yeah. and running gang rapes in high school. Yeah. It's the same playbook. God bless Julie Swetnick. Anytime anytime you become a threat, it's the same playbook. They know the math runs through there. I think they're sleeping on Nevada and Arizona. So if they divert their attention to Georgia, go ahead. Be my guest. That's fine, yeah. Which I think, yeah, if we can get them to throw all their money on one race. Yeah, 100%. And we can keep supporting the other ones. Slip right in through the back door, boom. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Well, your guy likes to hates poor people and threw them out, you know, out in the street during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, uh, last few stories we got here. Um, that was a depressing economic segment. It really was. Um, well, things are not great. Shocker, the FBI brass that ran the interference on the Hunter Biden laptop story were Democrat donors. Yeah. Um, not surprising. Not surprising. Uh, two people shot outside of Lee Zeldin's home up in New York. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way... Here we go. Here we go. You know, not a center race, but New York... I really do think that we have an outside chance there, especially in the attorney general's race, Mm -hmm. but also in the governor's race. Mm -hmm. And I think that, as you said so appropriately, it really comes down to who's going to be voting on that Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Is is Hochul still – is she part of that club of I don't want to debate? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's she's no. Nor will the tits. Yeah. The tits will the tits. Yeah. Oh wow. Attorney General of New York. She's good enough to go against Trump. Yeah. Won't debate. Yeah. Well, because the only talking points she knows are anti-Trump press conference talking points. She doesn't know anything about what she's doing. So that plan went tits up. Oh. Michael Henry's got a really good chance up there. He does. So does Lee Zeldin. So we'll be rooting for him. Um, Way to call back. You know, he was down like, remember he was down like 27 points. I know it was one of those fugazi dimples, but but still. Trafalgar has him really within like one or two points. I I believe that. She's um, horrible. Yeah. Really, you know, we we use the ridiculous line of it. It's going to be about turnout, but specifically it is going to be about who who turns out outside of New York City. Yeah. Well, 
And importantly, in statewide races, it's actually who the Republican vote that turns out in New York City. Yeah. Because there are actually a lot of Republicans who live in New York City. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. Staten Island. Frequently, it seems pointless to vote because you know in your local yeah. elections, your vote is just yeah. diluted to the point of being almost meaningless. If it looks but close, when, they'll yeah. come out. But when there are Republicans in New York City voting for the Republican candidates at statewide level, yeah. that's how you end up flipping things. Yeah. Because in the rest, of, outside of New York City... Like, Lee Zeldin is doing very well. Oh, yeah. And so he just, I can't remember what the exact number is, but you basically have to keep Kathy Hochul to within a certain yeah. percentage in New York City. Yep. And if you do yeah. that, then you win. And that, and that, and we that, probably won't know on election night either because no. they take 16 years to count their votes in New York. It's true. It's true. But not that it's like a good thing, but this is also, an, uh, you know, crime, I think, is going to be a huge factor in this election. You know, it was a, it was a factor that got Mario Cuomo booted, which, which you know, Mario. Cat- yeah, it got, got George Pataki, you know, oh, to the yeah. governor's mansion because he said, I'm pro-death penalty. It was a time when crime was out of control. Yeah. And, you know, it's not as bad as 1993, but it, it is bad. It's on, you know, the minds of voters. So, and Kathy Hochul seems asleep at the switch in terms of, like, you know, putting bad people away. So, well... You're right about crime being a major, not just in New York, but like everywhere, because if you look at, in the wake of this incident at Lee Zeldin's house on Long Island, where two teenagers were shot literally on his property, and one ended up under his front porch, and the other one ended up in his bushes, while his teenage twin daughters were inside working on homework, while he was at a campaign event, like, the mainstream media now is saying, well, he's politicizing this, and it's like, no, he's not. No, he's he not. happens to be running for governor. Yeah. But this happened on his property. Could have happened on anyone else's front yard. Yep. And God forbid if a stray bullet had gone through the window, through yeah. the siding, whatever, that could have been an innocent family that's dealing with the loss of one of their family members exactly. because of this crime that's just indiscriminately. Yeah. And at first people were like, oh, it's targeted because of that guy that attacked Zeldin at that event earlier in the campaign. But it's like, no, the fact that this isn't connected to him makes his point even more because this could be anybody's front yard. Yes. And there are a lot of people in New York who have had that happen in their front yard. Yeah. And if you look at just the general Democrat mainstream media reaction to crime, they're trying to shut this down so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, it's racist to talk about it. They're That's totally right. failing. And this was one of the things on um, on Friday night when I was on Fox with Larry, and the mainstream media is like, why is Fox News uh, you know, telling these stories unless they're racist? And it's like, no, this is literally the number one issue, according to voters across the country in this election. Yeah. So, of course, they're talking about it. Yeah. Also, crime rates are through the, roof. through the roof. So, if you're covering the news, there's way more crime to cover than yeah. there ever has been. Yeah. But everybody's just like, oh, no, you gotta, yeah. you can't talk about crime. Yeah. But no, it's you can't talk about the losing issue for Democrats is what mm. they mean. <laughs> being being pro-public safety yes. is now a white supremacist issue. Yes. <laughs> well, there was that, I forget who wrote it. it. It had to have been like, oh, it was Mother Jones. Mother of Jones, course. Listen to How this is headline. that still a thing? I know, right? Yeah. Republicans are going all in to convince you crime is out of control. They don't have any proof. <laughs> That's a headline they wrote. Oh How is that not f- fact-checked and misinformation? I, That's not even I, miss. That's disinformation. Right. I said no proof. Either this propagandist is literally blind or paid to look in the other direction. My bet is on the latter. Yes. There's these things called figures for rabery, r- yes. robbery, rape. All these <laughs> rabery. Rabery. Yeah, rabery. And robbery. Well, yeah, rabbery. And that's another thing <laughs> like... where, again, the question of, like, what is the administrative or deep state playing in all of this and you look at the FBI's like the federal crime stats that they released yeah every year for last year they released just recently released every stat except they excluded all the big cities yeah yeah 100% so they're like well crime is not that out of control and it's like okay add in literally just Chicago and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be through the roof add in Chicago New York Houston Minneapolis DC 
Boston, Philadelphia, especially yeah. like crime is absolutely out of control. Yeah. But even the official, supposedly nonpartisan, unbiased federal government reporting on this, they're withholding the reality of how bad it is. Yeah. And of course, triggered on the cutting edge here, we warned weeks ago about the possibility of fentanyl leaching into the Halloween candy supply. Has it? Um, Has it? Well, you know, now Senate Republicans are warning parents of the potential for this. Uh, In a public service announcement video, 13 Republicans cautioning parents to double-check their children's Halloween candy to look out for, quote, rainbow fentanyl, uh, a drug that looks like candy or sidewalk chalk. Um, And that's what I would encourage is sticking to chocolate this Halloween. Yeah? Yes. Safer. This is buying America. We ain't buying no chocolate for our neighborhood. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We're broke. Sorry. Yeah, we're, we're broke. Gonna, we're gonna put up a big we're sign broke, you says, little fucks. Now head on up. Well, head you on know, up. our neighborhood always gets raided by oh, the outsiders. Oh, God. It's like the Mongolian horde. All right. Well, it's like, it's <laughs> ridiculous. They all, it's like, they, well, they the, come the, the locusts, locusts. The scary thing about this, though, is even if, like, a parent is going through the candy to check it, even careful. if the kids don't ingest it, just touching it, yeah. or if it's yeah. in any sort of a powder, if it's been broken and they yeah. inhale it, like... You're dead. You're dead. Again, it takes what fits on like the tip of my pinky, not even yeah, not the tip even. of a pen yeah. to it kill sends somebody. You spiraling. Yeah. And so even just I mean, it it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Back in our day, at least we only had to worry about razor blades. Razor blades, blades. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, bleach or you inject it into the can <laughs> you know, the almond joys, shit like that. Now it's like fucking it's like shit. Bring back those days. Uh and even Saturday Night Live now mocking yeah. the devastating state of America finally. under Joe Biden. You know, finally they got around to it. You know, yeah, I guess. Um, now that it's safe because yeah, because everybody <laughs> agrees like, that we're in the shit. The, but this was the first time I had seen an SNL clip in years and actually laughed. Yes, because yeah. yeah. it's it funny, funny when you yeah. make fun of the people in power. They yeah. make fun of both it's, sides, right? In it that, was so in that one segment. In yes. the, uh, what's it called? The news segment that they weekend do. update. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, listen, I don't watch it anymore. I used to. Okay. Um, when what's her name did it? Sarah Palin. Yeah. Yeah, Tina Fey. Those were the days. She was um, good. But we got that clip for you. We're going to roll out on this clip for today. Take a listen. This week, President Biden pardoned thousands of convicted marijuana users, and it feels like maybe he celebrated with them a little because yesterday Biden gave a speech at a car factory and opened with this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. (laughs) Wow. Well, let me respond with two words. Jesus H. Christ. Biden was then heard criticizing reporters at the White House for shouting questions at him. Questions like, what year is it? And who's the current president? (laughs) Also, they weren't reporters, they were doctors. Even the mainstream, humorless, Democrat-allied idiots are waking up to the fact that this administration is a punchline. Yeah. So, on that note... As usual, it's time for the shameless plug. So if you enjoyed Triggered and Wanted Uncensored, today was a great Triggered Uncensored. And tomorrow, we might have the Colonel, Kurt Schlichter. We might have the Colonel. Are you replacing me? Huh? Are you replacing me? No. We're just rotating some guests. I'm just nervous. (laughs) (laughs) The great replacement theory? I'm terrified. Oh, my God. Uh, Not of that, but of the Colonel? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we might be having him on. Hopefully we will working on some scheduling. Um, we'll release that episode on Thursday. Um, and then, uh, we're going to bring in some guests here coming into next week. So you want triggered uncensored. I guarantee it money back guarantee only triggered listeners get it. Nobody else gets that guarantee. 
Spencer can tell you. That's true. Uh, <laughs> townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 40% off. You'll get a ton of shit. Just, that's how I just sell it now. You'll get a ton of shit. Uh, specifically though what will they get specific <laughs> it's too long to list you'll get fentanyl? a lot of columns no bags of fentanyl not at this time not even uh, candy that may have fentanyl perhaps yeah. if, we can, bag. if we can get a real cheap batch of Chinese fentanyl oh, no. perhaps yeah. um, next time Julio's down at the border we'll have him bring let's just bring back. up a bag <laughs> yeah. he can't even bring up his own bag what a one that bag <laughs> oh, um, so townhallvip.com save America 40% off guarantee you'll love it uh, shout out to Gail for wishing us a happy Columbus Day. Yes, thanks, Gail. Thanks, Gail. Uh, all Italians appreciate it because in this house... He's a hero. End of story. <laughs> Discovered <Town> America. <laughs> Took a lot of guts. All right. He didn't. Well, <laughs> Florida with that heat in the no, books. That was not... <laughs> in terms of discovery, he did all the discovery. He did. And then he wiped out those fucking sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, so, no. trigger it at townhall.com <laughs> if you get an email for us. And we'll be back here on Thursday for another episode of Trigger. See you then.